Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello, everybody. It's Vlad Harris here with another Panther Rants podcast. It's Monday. Another post-mortem. No, um... No pit live wire. Man. We're not gonna have another pit live wire for a while, so I guess we should keep rewatching that one for that, those Rice and Youngstown State pit live wires, because we're not gonna have another one for a while. Man, that sucks. I was hoping to see all the nice action. I mean, of course, the highlights are probably po- they probably post the highlights like they always do, but it's really about it. So, Pitt drops another one. I'm 35-17 to NC State. NC State goes to 6-1. And, and, of course, some of them are pounding their chest about it, saying we don't belong in the ACC. But the ACC really, um, well, they haven't really had much of a juggernaut on NC State in football. I mean, the last time NC State was really relevant was probably when Russell Wilson was there for a year. That's really about it. Of course, they had a stint when Phillip Rivers was there, and they won games when Phillip was there, but that was really about it. There wasn't anything groundbreaking with him. You know, he was drafted in that first round with Roethlisberger and Mike Manning and Ben and Eli each won two Super Bowls, and Philip Rivers was the odd man out. And, you know, Philip had good teams that just... They fizzled in the playoffs, usually. But, of course, Drew Brees was there when Philip was there. And, you know, the Chargers did away with Drew Brees. And Brees left to go win a Super Bowl with the Saints. Because everyone thought at the time that Brees was just as a system quarterback and he would never be a pro QB but anybody that's ever watched Drew Brees in college when he played Purdue know a lot differently I mean he played against I mean the 99 season I remember he pretty much passed all over Penn State's defense and that defense that 99 defense was full of pro players. I mean, you had obviously number one, two uh, number one picks in uh, Arrington and Courtney Brown. Brendan Short was on that roster. He was a he was a uh, draft choice, and there was plenty of others on that roster as well that were either drafted or they saw time as you know as undrafted free agents. Lots of good players on that team.
I mean, those are just a handful of them on the surface, but there was, there was, there was more than that. But, uh, you know, he panned out. But other than that, NC State really hasn't been much. I mean, Pitt faced him in the Tangerine Bowl, and even then, supposedly, some Pitt fans told me at that bowl game, you know, NC State had a, had a, uh, a kind of a snobbish appearance to themselves, like they were very important than anything else. Of course, Pitt beat them. And that was that. But again, yeah, NC State pretty much, their, their football program has been really been no different than Pitt's in the last 30 years, so whatever. Enjoy your 6-1 start. But um, I don't, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, I didn't watch the Pitt game at all. Instead, I spent the afternoon with my kids I took them out to the park, and you know, there's a there's a, there's a nice big family park, and you know, and near the medical center in Houston, it's where the zoo and everything is. And took them there, we let them run around, and of course, there's a little train that they can ride around. They rode the train, and and then you know, we just run around about, and I came home and you know, I checked the score. Pill obviously was losing. It was towards the end. And so, I mean, I, I watched bits and pieces of the game on you know, ESPN3. I rewatched it. And, of course, I looked at the drive charts as well from the game. And the stats. All that happy stuff. Obviously, the big glaring difference was the fact that NC State outrushed Pitt 248 to 95. So they they packed on nearly 250 rushing yards. And Pitt only managed 95. So Pitt couldn't even run the ball. But on paper, I mean, it was 14-14 at halftime. So Pitt obviously had a chance in this game. But obviously, you know, if they were to win it, they were obviously going to score. They were going to have to score more points, and they only managed three points in the second half. And obviously, if you can't put any more points up, you're, you're going to have a bad time. And another thing, obviously, that killed Pitt was they gave up a lot of big plays. I mean, you had that little sequence where the A3 yard run, and then, not, then Pitt goes you know, you know, three or four and out, whatever, punts. Punt goes back for a touchdown. And it's just that's what her haunted pit all day was. They gave him a lot of big plays. And it doesn't help when your uh, defense, well not your defense, your offense can't really do anything with the football. You know, Pitt was down 21-14. They, they are mathematically still in it. And Pat Narduzzi decides to go ahead and make a um, a change of quarterback, which baffles me. Why he would wait till then to make the change? You're down only seven points, but if you look at some, uh, you know, if you look at the the comments from supposedly a father of a kid that's been recruited by Pitt, 
Pitt's obviously seen this year as a rebuilding year, and they're not going to try to... It doesn't like they're going to try to salvage this season at all. And it was time for them to you know, take, the, take the little boy pants off of Kenny Pickett and throw them in there. The thing is, the game was winnable at that point. Maybe Ben DiNucci comes in, leaves him on a touchdown drive, and things change. Well, didn't happen that way. And so, what you have now is, you know, obviously DiNucci wasn't too happy about this. Although he knew he was going to be replaced... He, I don't think he. I don't think he realized that it was going to happen when a team was down seven points, and they needed a drive. Because normally, if it was me and I was a head coach, I probably would have left it alone and kept Anucci in there to see what he can do in the next drive, to see if he can uh, get you know get him in the end zone for a touchdown. Because maybe then Danucci gets it. And maybe things are starting to go a little swimmingly for Pitt at that point. It didn't happen, obviously. And now you put some uncertainty in Danucci as well because he sees this as, well, should I really play hard? Should I really, you know, bust my ass when I know that the coach is going to pull me anyway? You know, should I say, you know, should I really care at this point? Obviously, the staff wants to see what Kenny Pickett wants to do. They really, they, they love this guy. Should I even bother trying? Well, that would be your initial attitude, obviously. And then you have to sit down and look at it. I mean, it happens when you get pulled. I mean... I, you know, you know, my my professional life, I had that happen to me where I was a network engineer, and we just got all. You know, I was there for about a year or so, and I, well, actually, I was with the company for more than almost two years. I was a network engineer for about a year, and they pulled me from my position, and they gave my job to somebody else. In fact, what happened was is they yanked me and they gave this guy a, a job as a network administrator where he would be handling more of the... I was handling more of the voice and data lines. You know, I was handling the switching, the routing, the, the phone systems. And pretty much they were stable at that point and we really weren't getting much tickets. Not much to uh, for maintenance, obviously, because we were a small oil and gas company. Our big concern was data, which was like, you know, backups, protecting the data, things like that. And our director obviously made the decision to pull me from my position and give it to somebody else who was more geared in that, which I wasn't happy with it because I worked my, you know, I worked my ass off to get to where I was and it was being given to somebody else. It sucked, but I was pretty much told that I'd take this position or else. Which kind of blew. So my initial position was, well, I'm just going to mail this in. Screw it. I ain't doing anything more for this company. 
So, the hell with them. And I could have easily done that, that I was gonna gonna do that. That was my initial reaction. I mean, I could have just quit, but of course, I have freaking two. I, at the time, I had two kids at home, and Lord knows how the job market was at that time. This was before oil and gas went down under. You know, it's quitting is easier said than done. So obviously, I'm per, tw- between a rock and a hard place. So I had to take this. I had to take the position they had for me, which was lesser position. There was no pay cut really, and I just did what I had to do, and till I found another job. I mean, I, I ended up leaving on a good note. I mean, they really liked me at that time, and they, they, you know, I had no choice but to go on a good note. And that's really what you have to do. And with Danucci, I mean, he can find ways to make himself an asset. You know, keep he can keep practicing, playing hard. Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll drive him more. If not, if he wants to go somewhere else, then this is kind of an audition for him to get some game film, and they can look at him. So there's a lot of things he can do with this right now. But obviously, you know, this team it just is what it is. They're two and five. They're not going to make a bowl game. The only way, that, the only way they're going to make it really a bowl game is if uh, these teams forfeit the rest of their rest of their seasons. So all I can really do is hope for some sort of progress. I mean, we're seeing progress on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, it's a different story because you know you got there's some talented receiver. You know, just away in a nice game. It's just. Pitt doesn't have a game breaker on offense. They gotta have somebody under center that can that can that's consistent, that can make throws, make plays. They don't have it. And a running back is a different story. They don't have nobody running back that really can do anything. So for me, I really would just prefer if they would do something with the running back position, upgrade somehow, some way. Because whatever they're doing right now with their with their with their current crop of guys just isn't working. Maybe if we had the offensive line from last year, these guys would do well, but it ain't work. Ain't happening. So, like I said, this year is just growing pains. It sucks. Because you're looking at Penn State being number two in the nation, West Virginia came back from 17 points, 17 points down to win it to win. You're seeing all that. I mean, you can't really tell Narduzzi to leave or fire him. You can't fire. You can't fire a coach in year three. Right now, you have to give him at least four years. And that's the thing. He he hasn't really done anything to lose his job yet. Pitt's gone the back-to-back eight-win seasons from all those six and seven seasons they've had. You can't do it. Could he have had better records with the teams he's had? Sure. But he hasn't had a defense to do it with. So, I mean, you just got to give them time. 
Last year, they had a really good offense. The defense was terrible. They had to outscore their, their opponents just to win football games. This year, the defense is starting to shape up. It's the offense that's an issue now because they have freaking no, no playmakers. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And that's the problem. Although they have death at running back, but they don't have, none of them really can do anything. Nothing, none of them really stand out. And same with quarterback. If they had a quarterback, they could probably, you know, make throws, make up for what's going on. I mean, if they, if they had, if they had the Sean Watson type of player, you know, guy who can, you know, take off and run and put the team on its back, or he can pass for 200 and run for 100. If they had that type of thing, they'd be all right, but they don't have that with any of these guys. Nothing at all. Click, 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 click. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. And of course, um, let's get back to the next topic at hand. We have an issue now. Well, not so much an issue. The people, there's people that have the issue with this. We have a obviously a walk-on by the name of Ian Troost that's uh, kneeling before a national anthem. Supposedly he was doing this at the Rice game not too long ago, and it wasn't really reported. Actually, it was ne- it was never reported, but now it has and. Several media people have run with it, which to me, I don't, I don't like it that they uh, have been running with this, mainly because of the negative aspect of it. And of course, when I tweeted this last night, people thought I meant that the player kneeling and the coaches and the administration staying behind their player, I thought was a negative. Which was, which was not at all I was trying to imply. Which, you know, for me, I wish I would have been a lot more clear with it. And I thought I was, but then again, people don't really read on Twitter. You have to be really detailed on Twitter with those 140 characters. Otherwise, you get people spinning it into something that you didn't said. And then, of course, when that happens with some people, their followers jump on that and it becomes a freaking circus. To me, this could be a positive because recruiting-wise, mainly because the admin up to the chancellor stands behind their players. And they're student, you know, mainly not so much your players. I shouldn't say it's players, but student athletes from them express themselves. But the negative aspect I'm talking about is, well, Jerry DePaula, Although I, th- although I said it was Dulac last night, and I didn't feel like re- 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 uh, redoing the tweets, 
But the Paul decided to take um, to Twitter and post an article about all the comments he got, the emails and all the tweets. Most of them are all negative, pretty much. There was one little positive one. That was it. And this is what I'm talking about. The local media is going to take this and focus on the negativity part of it, which is the fans having negative issues with it. Threatening to pull their do- donations, this and that. Stop going to the games. Personally, I don't care if they don't go to the games anymore because Heinz Field's empty anyway, so who cares? You've already bought, I mean, you've already bought your season tickets. They've already got your money, so go. Take the rest of the year off if you want. If it's going to make you that upset. I mean, I went to the Steeler games from, I think, from, I think, 89 to 2009. I could tell you a lot of times that I sat, I stood for a national anthem and there was, there was people in front of me just making their way to their seats. And of course, I had to move for them. Just so they can eat their, they can put down their nachos and beer and whatever else. And I think it got to a point in our section. I remember where the guy, you know, some people you know, next to me, they would they refused to move for those people and say, "Hey, you got to stand." But that's the, that's what we deal with, you know. I mean, my dad's a Vietnam veteran. He says the same thing. He said, "I don't know why they're getting so mad about this." It's these people don't freaking stand for it anyway. Well, they don't, I mean, that's what stands, at least stand still, you know, and observe it, observe the national anthem. So that's what I'm talking about is you're going to have recruiters pulling up this news article showing, hey, this is what their fans think about you by doing this. So we can help us recruit they focus more on what the administration really thinks about this and it gives them the freedom to express themselves and uh, that's all I can hope for is that they look at I mean, because personal recruit that's all I'm worried about is, I'm all, all worried about is what the admin what my coach thinks what my teammates think what the admin thinks that's all I'm worried about I'm not worried about someone in the stands Who's who's uh, mouth breathing because I you know I'm gonna kneel. And we've seen already, but people there's that say that their hundred dollar Panther Club donations matter more than this. Sure. Sure they do. Hear my clicking? Click, 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 click. All right. Yeah, I made a left turn. But, you know, this program and these student athletes are bigger than your donation. It's great that you're doing that, but don't cut your nose to spite your face over something like this. Be supportive. And yes, of course, it is your First Amendment right 
to disagree with it, of course. It sure is. Me personally, I'm, I'm, it doesn't really bother me that he uh, is kneeling. If he wants, to, if he wants to do that, let him do it. Just as long as he's doing it for an actual purpose, and that's the thing. What exactly is he is he in truth doing it for? I mean, is he going to go and do what Colin Kaepernick did after kneeling? Is he going to start raising money, participate in the community, get dialogue between police and neighbors of the black community? Because obviously, you know, this was this was the issue: was the you know police brutality, you know, treatment of minorities, inequality. Is he going to do all that? Is going to start doing all of a sudden? Is that what his premise is by doing this? Or is he just kneeling to say, hey, you know, I get it. And I'm with you guys. So, we don't know. I mean, we heck, he could be kneeling for an on-campus stadium, like I said. But, until we actually know what he's doing it for his real reasoning, we shouldn't really to, we shouldn't really totally judge the guy on what he on how he's doing it. And he's obviously had his di- the dialogue with his teammates with it as well. I mean, he ain't just going kneel out of the blue. He's already had the dialogue. They support him. He, they support him, so we should we should as well. But anyways. Those are topics, two big ones. So I close. I close here after about twenty-five minutes of rambling on. Thanks for listening. Held a pit.